Linda. How are you today? Hi, Mike Mills. I'm doing fantastic. I feel like it's been a minute. Since it has. We've been it's, on been, here. it's been uh, it's been quite a minute. Uh, it's been like three weeks, but you know, yeah. it's uh, July vacations, Fourth of July. You got graduation stuff. You guys are all over the place. I mean, you know, mom's Optimus International Mega Light or mega that was insane. <laughs> So you got a lot going on, you know. I'm uh, chasing around children between sports all the time, so that's what's yeah. Happening. You've been everywhere for your baseball stuff. Yes, it's uh, but it's over with for for now. So now football starts. Yeah, now football starts, We're and we'll, we'll be doing baseball too. We're doing both. So oh, nice! And volleyball, club volleyball, all those things. Oh so. yeah, fall sports. We're here. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Um, we're here to talk about Ethereum and how the price just went up because of the conversion over <laughs> to its net. No, no, we're not. But crypto, that's the next. <laughs> but it did happen, and it is getting better. So yes. That doesn't mean anything's coming back, though. I think we're all still in death spiral of the economy. But for either sure. Way, either way, that's where it's headed back. So. Um, so today, um, I want to talk to you specifically because oh. you're going through something personally yes. that uh, is very applicable to today's market because yes. of um, what other people are experiencing, agents and buyers and sellers of their houses. And I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about that uh, because I want to know, you know, I want you to tell everybody what you're going through, number one. And number two is, um, you know, we're obviously here to discuss social media and how it impacts your business and, and how to use it properly. Right. So I think we can add a little bit of a twist to that as well to kind of talk about how, you know, to overcome some of these challenges that you're dealing with personally, how uh, agents and lenders can use social media to kind of help build that a little bit. For sure. So, um, so first off, if anybody doesn't know, Glenda is going through a situation where she is. It's um, not. Hold on. It's not a weird situation. No, I said <laughs> going through a situation. It sounds really like it's not medical. No, 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 no. no. This <laughs> is about buying a house. Shit yeah, yeah. to buying a house. Yeah, this is about buying a house. This isn't. Yeah, she doesn't have a gout or something. Um, <laughs> <My God>. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she does. Uh, no, but this is. So you uh, started building a house. Um, way back when april 2021 back before time began um and uh obviously you own a house that you're yes. having to sell but selling a house when you're building a house can be a little tricky yes um and so so tell us first off like where how this all got started like you decided to buy a house you went through the build process just kind of tell us your story what's going on uh well we actually contracted april 2021 okay, so, so a year. over a year and a half ago, <laughs> a year and a half yeah. There was an issue with um, the uh, of, of where the plat was. Right. Um, so we didn't find out until December mm -hmm. that the builder was unable to build the um, house that you wanted. Yes. Well, he couldn't build on that plat right. alone plat. because it had it was weathering and eroding and all of that. And right. the city wouldn't sign off. Right. So not only did we lose April to December time frame, okay. we had to recontract on a new home in December. So you're under contract for a build. You started that process in yes. April and then you find out by December yes. that the house you were trying to build, you couldn't build. Couldn't build. And now you're having to build a different house on a different spot and had to come up with a new We contract. just moved one lot over. So you had to start all over. Again. We had to start all over. Um, so we lost the interest rates. We lost everything for the new build. But this is still um, December of 2021, right? Yes. So then we recontracted in December 2021. Um, the builder was gracious enough to give us the same purchase price right. um, until, of course, February and March, where lumber um, shot up. Um, I like to call that supply chain COVID oil. That's, that's, <laughs> my, that's my hashtag. I'm going to get a shirt. 
that says because everything that's wrong in today's society, everybody blames it on. It's hashtag supply, supply chain. COVID <laughs> it's either supply chain's not working out, oil prices are too high, yes. or everybody's got COVID and nobody can come to work. Well, so. even a school, just a, even one of the new schools in Midlothian yesterday, they came out um, and said they're supposed to open in August. Now they are being bust and they're having to go to other elementaries and middle schools because supply chain. Um, and now they're not opening in July or in January. So, uh, yeah, that's a side note. Midlothian, by the way, Coleman, you're not opening until January. <laughs> Be on the lookout for that. Um, so, yeah, not only did we have the the now lumber shortage because right. um, he had to order it. So then the price went up 30000 from there. Right. Um, when we start going in to order our supplies, mm -hmm. everything is higher from when we ordered it. Yes. Um, the cost is higher for everything. The cost but is the builder higher. was going to... Uh, honor the price that they've given you the right base now. price so now the base price um is there um so yes not only is i mean this is everything from lights mm -hmm. um our light fixtures were at one set they came in twenty six hundred dollars more Shocking. than what the budget was yeah. the front door is forty two hundred dollars more for the base door supply chain door. the uh, so it, it's for me and and that's what i keep telling him like i'm a lender i understand it right but to have clients and agents tell their consumer and their clients the same thing yeah it is all supply chain right. Covid oil right 100 um and it's to be patient um but for me on the flip side yes we are selling our house right so so you're you, you contracted this build right which if anybody's building a house out there you know or are probably going through this process of when's your house going to be finished i don't know, I don't know. we need a lease back well right, right. it could be done we're good three months it could be done in six years nobody knows and Correct. the best thing is is that when you find out your contract or excuse me when you find out your completion date is pushed they don't tell you like six months in advance. They tell you like the month before it's supposed to close or like a few days, right? Right here, y'all. Yes. Paid point. So yes, we were supposed to close September 1st. Right. So we're already working on transition to a new right. school as yep. well. Um, and then of course, on top of that, the school wants the new mortgage statement right. to move them. And I'm like, well, I have a contract. I'm not going to put my kid into school for two weeks and then move her. Um, but yeah, then he came up yesterday and said, hey, it's another four and a half weeks for supply chain. Right. Covid oil. So now you are, um, you have to sell a house. I have to sell a house. Buy this that one, is on the market. Right. And you, if you would have listed this house, if the house would have been completed back in, when you started this process in April of last year, and if it had been normal six to eight months to get it completed. We would have been November, December right. was the original and, close time. what's, what's happened in the market between, <laughs> between then and now when it comes to selling a house? It's not just interest rates. It's, uh, inventory is up. Um, I like to say the demand is down, but the demand is really not down, but it's really more the interest rates are kind of causing um, buyers to back out and just say, hell, I'm going to hold off because yes. they think um, they, it's coming back down. they think, well, they think that these rates are going to stay forever right. is some of the conversations we've had. Um, some of the feedback is, oh, I don't want to buy a house this big and not know, of course, the bigger issue is inflation. Sure. Um, gas prices, but even gas yesterday was down to like 380. So that's gone. Yeah, that gas is coming down. <laughs> Go get your gas. Go fill up if you didn't look at it. Um, so for me, Thanks I mean, a lot, Brandon, is that how that is? That how the let's, go let's go, Brandon. You're right. Yeah. And the last two weeks, it has completely shifted. Um, mm -hmm. And I know for me, having a house on the market today, Three weeks ago, you had five and 10 and 15 people offer on a house. Yep. We've had 
um, a couple showings, one offer, and it just didn't have a pool, so they didn't want it. And but by the way, this is in Midlothian. It's in Midlothian. When in a good school district. And it's in a great school district. Right, in it's, a great neighborhood. It's subdivision on a cul-de-sac. Mm -hmm. The lowest price point for that square footage. Yes, I would say reasonably priced, but it all that's all perspective. It's perspective, so. but right. we're still the lowest. When you look at over our square footage, we are literally the lowest in the area. So I, I do have a bit of a theory on on why we're experiencing this at this at, right at this moment. The okay. rapid experience. Well, okay. So I think anybody that's a lender or a realtor who's watching this understands. I think that this what we're in right now now not i'm gonna i'm gonna get to the rates and the prices and stuff too right. but but just the normal cycle of our real estate market okay generally speaking and everybody thinks oh summer's the hottest time to buy and sell a house or whatever um which i think is true to some degree right and what i mean by that is if you're talking about you know realize a mortgage or a, a purchase cycle is 30 days typically right so if you're closing on a house in june right, right. when the numbers show up you contracted that house in may absolutely right and if you're closing on a house in July, you contracted on that house in June, right? And so on and so forth, right? It's back to so, so yeah. So okay. the first couple of weeks of June, when people are just getting out of school, just getting ready to start doing, you're still going to get contracts. You're still going to have things Absolutely. moving because people are here, yeah. right? Well, then summertime hits officially, yeah. right? And people go on vacation. And so the last couple of weeks of June and the first couple of weeks of July, right. at least in my experience, has always been pretty not slow, but just it's, there's a decline in business. Absolutely. And it doesn't hurt or it doesn't help that right now it's hot as the surface of the sun outside. It's a hundred. <laughs> Some people degrees. have said that they don't want to come to the house. It's 110 degrees, it's miserable. but it's horrible. It's absolutely miserable. We were in Houston for a baseball tournament oh. and we were playing on turf. And oh, it, was black, and it was 105 degrees and it felt like 120. On yeah, turf. no, thank you. My son like basically almost passed out because he was catching. He's in yeah. all that gear. No. It's miserable. outside. Yeah. Okay. So you have really high temperatures. That yep. are, and, and by the way, the entire, the UK right now, they're saying it's the no hottest kidding. place on the planet. Did like, you see that the, like, one of the highways, like, fell in yesterday? Yeah. It's so China is dealing with a massive heat wave that's occurring yeah. for them over there. The UK and all of Europe is dealing with a massive heat Like, the whole planet is hot as shit, okay? <laughs> it's hotter than hell, like, Sorry. literally. No F-bombs, but I'm going to drop one of those. <laughs> So it is really, really, really hot. So, yeah. so I, I think that along with the fact that everybody's going on vacation, for sure, everybody wants to get away from the heat. <laughs> Some one of my friends posted on Facebook that they were they were going to like the equator, like going to the central <laughs> Mexico, right near the equator, so they could get away yes. from the heat that we're dealing with here. Yes. It was like ninety degrees. It was, it was ninety in Cabo when we just got back. I was right. like, this is really weird. So it's really hot. The um, people are on vacation, and you. Tack onto that, rates yeah. are high, prices are high, all that kind of stuff. And getting thing. back to school, right? Because right. when you look at stuff right now, I mean, we're in the middle of July right now. When you close, people now have to get um, their kiddos into school, enrolled in school. Right. So now that becomes, for me, as a pain point, and it's not really a pain point because we can adjust it if we need to, um, but that is a big deterrent for some um, buyers right now because they either, one, have to move their kids into school now right. because... Midlothian starts August 11th. Right. So we're already within that 30 day window. Right. Uh, I don't know when Mansfield starts, but it's, it's August 12th. Yeah. So it's between that and then some, you know, typically wait till after Labor Day because right. that's when it really kind of gets back in swing because there is still a lot of people on vacation. Right. So pain point for me and for real estate agents 
um, a lot of conversation is, oh, my business is down. What do I what do I need to do? Right. You need to get on social media. Right. You need to be talking about the pain point that I'm telling you take right to the pain point yeah. and get on social. Because the more you're on social talking about the pain points and how to leverage the market, yeah. the more the consumer is going to find you to get educated. So you, um, so now you're trying to sell your house. Yes. Okay. And again, if we were, if this was November of 2021, it would have gone like that. We would have, you would have sold it in two days and you'd have had 25 offers. But yep. now we're in July of 2022 Which and market shifted a lot. Um, and I want to be really clear. And I've, I think you've made a video or two on this and I've done one too. Um, anybody that's out there expecting or waiting for prices to come crashing down, they will not. it's not going to happen. No. Now, I do believe that it will level off. I do. Because yes. we've been experiencing 18 to 20% appreciation for the last three years. That, that's not going to continue. Four to five. The normal appreciation right. is four well, to five. Well, even six. for this year, they the the Freddie Mac, I think, you know, did a survey on They think that appreciation for 2022 will stay somewhere in the range of 9 to 12%. Yeah, that's what's like, right. Across the market. Like, that's just what it's going to be. Now, again, we're talking about U.S. housing as a whole. We're not talking about specific markets. And there are right. specific places that have fallen off quite a bit, but it's not here. Not, not in Dallas. Um, I do, again, a lot of agents and lenders and buyers and whatnot are experiencing things a little differently right now just because I, it is summertime. People are on vacation. It is hotter falls outside. <laughs> like, there's a lot of factors yeah. that are uh, – um, attributing a lot of factors to, attributing sure. to everything slowing down heavier than we're used to. Right. right. And at a quick speed, like it was, it was a yes. rapid speed yeah. overnight. Yeah, it happened overnight. So you're trying to sell your house. Um, so tell me, you know, again, you said you've had a couple showings. So now as a seller, right, you're not just a real, you're not just a lender, you're a seller. And so, I'm sorry for my agent because I'm like, I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're your client as a lender. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, so now tell me some of the feedback you're getting from buyers that are coming looking at your property that you would have never even heard of, you know, six months ago. Um, like the tile, we had one that the tile wasn't clean and one of them said it needs a little TLC. And we were like, okay, what's TLC? It's a seven year old house. Right. You got kids. There's no holes. Like it's really kind of pristine. And the TLC was, um, they just wanted the back door painted. And I was like, well, what the hell? <laughs> like that, if that's TLZ, I'm sorry. Yes. Like, but it's more and more of those conversations, right? right? Now it's who's paying title, right? right. We're seeing more sellers. Yep. Um, you know, for us, the strategy is, and even for me selling my house, the strategy is still I'll pay some closing costs sure. towards a down payment of a, you know, your interest rate and yep. buying the interest rate down instead of taking out the price of the house. Right. That's a strategy we talk. And if no agent is talking that, or if they're not, leveraging that tool for their client. Right. I think they're doing a disservice to their client right yeah. now because rates are high. They're all associated with discount points. And as a seller, instead of backing out the price of the home, we're getting this, oh, a price reduction here, a price reduction here. We need to be helping our buyers buy down that interest rate. Yeah, get cash. And get cash, you like get it towards cash. closing costs, yeah. get it towards whatever you need, but get the cash to buy the interest rate down because that's ultimately gonna help the buyer. It's not gonna help the seller. Well, at this particular moment in time, and I keep saying this particular moment in time because I do think it's going to change a little bit. And sure. once the fall rolls around, I think there's going to be more activity because a couple of things, people are going to settle into the fact that the rates are here. Yeah. This is what they are. They're not going down to 3% tomorrow. Yeah. It's not going to happen. They're going to say shock still. Right. The the pricing has um, improved, right? But it hasn't, it's not, the house that's worth 350 is not going to be selling for 290 No, tomorrow. it's that's not. happening either. No. So, um, but as a, as a buyer, the market has shifted to your favor, right? It's yeah, moved sure. in your favor to say, hey, I can ask for title policies now. Absolutely. I can ask for closing costs. Um, I can ask for things that I couldn't have asked for before. 
Um, but, but now, uh, it's the sellers have to change their mindset because the issue with sellers yes. like you is that we were selling, you know, I don't know. We're not gonna talk about what your house is listed for, but let's just say there was a house listed for, you know, they were going to list it for 320 right. right back last summer. Right. And they got offers at 350 and 360. And that's what the price went up to because they listed it at a certain level. Well, now the seller goes into it going, well, this, my neighbor's house sold for 360. So yeah. my house should go for 370 or whatever. Right. It's not really the case because the market was overinflated. Right. Absolutely. And it had to come down some in order to get balanced out. Yeah. So now sellers also have to settle into the fact that there's not 30 offers competing for my house tomorrow. It doesn't matter where you are, right? The right. Be a nice the neighborhood, it doesn't matter. District, you know, and you, you don't have 75 people beating down. Your yeah. Door. Um, a normal cycle of a house to sell is usually about 30 to 60 days. Like, right. That's how long it takes. And right? I think it's been, it's been kind of a, I like to call it a crapshoot, but it's the whole appraisal issues. It's an artificial inflation, right? right? It's a, it's what the buyer wants to buy is the reason the prices are there. Right. It's all about the demand and the supply out there. Um, and again, that's not, I, I don't feel, and this is just me and I'm sorry, agents. I don't feel that agents are doing a, um, and even lenders are doing what we should to get the word out there. Right. We need to be having those conversations. It's a hard conversation out there um, to tell our clients of, hey, the market has shifted, mm -hmm. right? Instead of saying, oh, do this for the house, do this for the house. We need to be having those hard conversations. But the ones that we didn't have to have for two years ago when clients were just coming out of the woodworks, now it's a how to how to be and how to buy in this market because yeah. it has completely shifted and we've got reports that we can give to you agents. So if you, if you're not sure what's going on, if you're hopefully checking MLS, but we have great data reports that we can give to you, especially on our Monday morning emails that we send out um, that tells you where the market's at. Right. And that's a great tool to utilize to get a quick um, minute update of where the market is because again, the more we educate consumers and Californians that come in, sorry, Californians, um, the more we educate our out of towners who come into Texas, they're going to know the market. Right. Well, and, and, uh, you know, you don't have to take our word for it, honestly, because <laughs> like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not saying like, okay, so Dave Ramsey is somebody that's been popping up a lot lately and, and I'm not, there's some things I agree with Dave Ramsey on. There's some things I don't, you know, it's just like most lenders are neutral for him. Right. right. 50, 50, like one um, but if you look and see what he's promoting right now and, and you can look and say, okay, well, everybody has an agenda and you know, well, how do we know what really, I, I get all that. But at the end of the day, you know, a guy like that, he's got a certain reputation brand that he's trying to maintain. And so for he's sure. not going to put information out there that he doesn't truly believe himself, whether Absolutely. he's right or wrong is irrelevant. But that's what he thinks. Right? Absolutely. And so you see him everywhere talking about what you and I've talked about before is that prices are not going down because yep. supply is not changing anytime mm -hmm. soon. There's not a bunch of people in foreclosure. There's not three percent. I read yesterday. So right. agents, it's not 34 percent. I had an agent yesterday and I was like, hey, it's not 34 percent. She was like, well, this. And I said, again, check, check, fact check, y'all. Like check your sources before you do it because it was some off the wall black hole one. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. You kind of put an extra number. Or somebody on mom's Facebook group <laughs> to share her finance knowledge of the world. Yeah. But um, and, and building starts the, the, the thing that judges how much builders are building homes for single family residences is down. Yes. It's not up. I mean, building starts as a whole. If you look at the, if you just Google building starts, um, like statistics or whatever, yeah. you would see that building starts are up 
across the board. Right. But they're up on multifamilies. They're up on apartment complexes. Absolutely. They're up on condos. They're up on duplexes. They're not going up on single family homes. Right. They're going down. So they're not building any more houses. There's nobody in foreclosure or not enough. Um, so the only thing that's affecting the supply is the demand, which is what sellers or buyers, I should say, are a little hesitant right now because rates are high. Right. They feel like prices are high, which they probably are a little bit and they'll come down. Um, but we're not having a massive shift in price tomorrow. No, it's not happening. No, it's not happening anytime soon because unless we have a glut of, you know, unless all the baby boomers go into early retirement tomorrow and move into the homes, we're, we're not. But there's still homes for them to go into. Right. They right. can move into their kids' well, I mean, house. going into their, like, you know. Their, uh, their kids' homes the, that they need the to help. old folks' homes, which are on every corner of every city right now that you see. Yeah, right no Those kidding. They are everywhere. Um, so unless that happens, so you're not having a supply difference. So the only thing that's going to change is the demand to some extent. Right. Right. Which has shifted. And all of the all of the or, um, all of the institutional money has pulled out because their money to borrow has become more expensive. Right. And everybody's freaking out for the massive crash that they still think is coming because right. there's still plenty of people out there that said this little fall that we've experienced yeah. is just kind of like the 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 trip before falling off the cliff. Right. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. It's just what people are talking about. But that's why institutional money is holding back on purchasing anything, right? They're pulling their cash out of the market and holding on to it just yeah. to see everybody's kind of like, what's going to happen. Right? right. And so whether we go into recession or whatever happens, but that's why somebody like Dave Ramsey is telling people that right now is the best time to buy a house. Absolutely. Because in, in, you know, I've heard this term a thousand times and I'll let you say it because it drives me nuts. But when we buy a house, we do what to the price and what to the rate. <laughs> So, yes, it's a fun one. We're going to marry our home and we're going to date the rate and we're going right. to divorce your damn rent. That's right. So, yes, it's a fun little thing. Again, um, hashtag DD. What is it? We're, we're going to come up with a hashtag on that besides COVID right. oil. But, or marry the house, date the rate. But that's what, what it is. The third part you added to it? Divorce your rent. Divorce your <laughs> I saw rent. that the other I like day. That. I was like, oh, okay. that's pretty spicy. That's good. But, um, and it is, right? Because it's a cyclical, uh, you know, of where we're at is the rates are always, always like, it's never yeah. going to be consistent. And historically over what 60 years they've been doing this is they're always going to go up right. down when it hits the floor, it's going to go up when it hits the ceiling, it's going to go down. So it is a matter if you love the home and if you've got your budget and you can afford the house buy the home that you love yeah. and then we're going to refinance you down the road. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty normal. Well, I mean, I'll speak personally. Like I am, um, I've been trying to get into um, doing some builds. I want to, I want to try to, buy some land and build a house on it. Not for me, but just to go through the process to sell yeah. it and, and do whatever. Cause I want to learn about that facet of our business. Yeah. Um, but you need money to do that. You need capital. Yeah. And over this last couple of years, I've bought a couple different properties and put a lot of stuff into renovation and stuff. So a lot of my, let's call it excess cash is sitting in, in real estate. Right. And I really want to get access to it. So I have a, a property on one of the, the lakes here in, in Texas that uh, my interest rate on, it's like 2.625. Like it's, cheap as can be yeah but i have i mean half of it is right my, my equity is sitting there i don't want to say how much but there's a lot of yeah. money sitting in the house you get it tied up but it's liquidity cash for real estate but i can't get it i can't do anything with it so right. the only way i can get it is to either sell it or i can refinance it and get cash out right well you know in my head even as a lender i'm like well i'm not going to do that i mean my i got a 2.875 interest right rate and, and whatever and, and by the way it's very difficult to get a home equity line of credit on second um, for sure. Second home especially or investment in Texas. property. It's very difficult to do that. Absolutely. I've looked, trust me. Especially in Texas. <laughs> right. So, um, 
So my options are sell it or refinance it and get the cash out so I can do what I want to do. Well, if I refinance it, my rate's going to go up to like six something. Right. And people will go, well, that's stupid. Why would you ever do that? Well, where are you going to borrow money? cheaper? Right. Where am I going to get money cheaper at 6% right now than in that property? You're not going to pull it out of 401k right. because that's going down. No. Folks, by the way, unless you have to pull it out, let it stay in yes. your 401k. Yeah. Let it rise back up. Things will come back. Things will come back. They always do. But so I want to get that money and I'm really considering, and I think, you know, we're, we're trying to sell it too, to see if we can get some movement on it. Cause it's just pain in the butt managing some of these because of VRBO. But, um, but if I can't sell it because of I'm not going to get the price I want in this market, then I am going to refinance it. Absolutely. And I am going to take the 6% interest and I am going to use that money to go do the things that I want to do Absolutely. because that money can be used to generate more money Absolutely. as opposed to just saving me, you know, five or 600 bucks. Cause that's, the payment's going to go up to save me some money um, on a monthly payment. I'm thinking of it in terms of, well, I'm trying to grow my money. I'm not trying Absolutely. to hold and, and, and keep everything tight. And so I'm okay with taking a higher rate because I know that it's only going to be for maybe a year or two. Right. And then they're going to come back. Even if they come back down to three or four. Okay. Like I'm still in a good spot. Right. What I can do. Cause that's the normal kind of, right. it's not two. So let's get that out of mind. I mean, like literally that was, that's insane. that was insane. And it probably in our lifetime will never happen right. again. Right. Um, but I can't get that money any other way. And so I'm losing off. I'm, I'm having lost opportunity. Everybody's concerned right. about, well, I, I got to, hold my money and I got to keep the rate that I have. And Use I can't it and reinvest. Well, that, exactly. Absolutely. Grow your money, grow your money, do yeah. more with it. Don't just get scared and hold back. Now I'm not saying, look, you need to be smart too, right? <laughs> if you're, if you're concerned about your job and you don't know where your income's coming from. Or if you tell a lender, you don't know how to pay for something right. Right. and you like to overspend. Right. Maybe that's not a good thing. I'm really talking to those people that are are wanting to do more and have money in places they can do For it. But sure. are scared because again, you know, we get so wrapped up in interest rates all the time. But you know, and, and it matters. And sometimes if you have rental properties and you're trying to cash flow, all right. that stuff makes a difference. But even if it's, I was talking to somebody the other day that um, they had a, a business loan that they had done and they owed they owed like I don't know four or five thousand dollars a month on the note because it was a short note, so. right? five years or something. And, but they had half a million dollars tied up in their house, like in equity. And so the rate though was like 3%. And I was like, look, if you refinance and take the cash out of your property, your payment is going to go up a thousand dollars because this is a big one, right? It's going to go up a significant amount, but you're not going to have a $5,000 note that Absolutely. you now have to pay because you can pay that off. Absolutely. And so even though your mortgage payment went up a thousand bucks and your interest rate went up, your cash flow on a monthly basis just went down by four grand. Right. So how does that not make sense yeah. to do that? Because cash flow makes much bigger difference on what you can do with yeah. your money to help it grow than it does on saving on debt. Right. And that's the strategies we talk about whenever you're selling your home right now. I had one yesterday. She said, I don't want to pay off the car. And I said, okay, let's take a look at it. The car was $795. Yeah. If we just paid the car off with her new mortgage and her credit card debt was like super low. Right. I said, you know, your mortgage payment's only going up $150 yeah. after we pay off your car. Right. So and the car payment just went away and the car payment went away. Right. Yes. You're going from a six year note to a 30 year note, but it's the, the liquidity that you need in a high inflation market. Well, but see, know. even that, I, I think that that is the wrong way to look at it only because yeah, you you know, people say, oh, well, now I'm financing my car for 30 years. Not really, because if you are taking that additional funds, if you're let's saving get real, how many people keep their mortgage for 30 years? Right, that is now. Let's let's go ahead and look at that. The yeah. lifespan of a refinance is three to five years. Right. 
So at that point, you were you're basically net negative at that point. But if you were paying six hundred dollars a month on your car, right? Yeah. And you just adjusted your cash flow down by five hundred dollars a month, yeah. and you apply that money back to it. Absolutely. You're still paying it off faster. Absolutely. Than because again. <laughs> And I've said this, I say this a thousand times a day. Interest is a function of time, yes. not a function of money. Yes. So if you have a 6% interest rate, but you only have it for two years, yep. it's not a bad deal. It's not. When you, as composed, as opposed to a 3% interest rate for 20 years, I'm not, I'm good. 3% is less. Like I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it's an, it's a, an example to show it's the time that matters. Absolutely. How long do you have that rate? Not how, not what your rate is. Right. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people miss because they're so wrapped up in, and honestly, a lot of times because that's what they understand. That is. That, that's all they understand. It's the education. That's right. why we we try to get on social as much as we can to educate our consumers. So I know we've got stuff on our YouTube channel. Um, so if you're buying a house or if your agents need, if you need content, that's what we use YouTube for right. as well. So, all right. So now as a seller, you are uh, dealing with all of that fun It's stuff. a crapshoot. So I'm selling a home and building a house. And you're a builder. You're, and you're a buyer builder. Like you're, you're buying a build. I mean, a lot of people are buying new builds and a lot of people are trying to yeah. sell their house. So- what would your advice be to people that are going through this right now since you're you've been going through it yourself uh whether the storm stay consistent uh and i know me i'm a very positive person Extremely it's hard <laughs> but it's it's hard um and just have those you know and you have to have the constant communication but you have to know that it's only short term right. of what we're doing um it is like mike said it is summer back to school the end of vacation, people are trying to soak it in. For me, I've got a kid leaving college, like she's on countdown. She's like, oh mom, I got like 32.12 days. So how do you have a college student? Linda? You're so young. You're oh, so young. Thanks. They said that mixed to go. I was like, okay, thanks. But it is. So it's kind of like they're soaking in the last three weeks because yeah. that's all we have of summer. So no, if your homes are staying on the market a little bit longer, it's going to happen. Right. Don't just walk in there and price reduce it because you think it is. Like everything is negotiable yeah. in real estate. And I think that's the one misconception as people see a purchase price and a price point, they're like, oh, I have to do it. No, everything is negotiable. Right. So if you're a seller, be able to negotiate, but get your house prepared. Yeah. Paint it. Like at this point, you can't just say, hey, you repairs. Just throw it on the market. You cannot throw it on the market like you could at those 26% of people Buyers buying it. Buyers have choices, so you have to restain your fence. You have to go back to what it was in 2019. Do you have to do your tile. Kevin and I were, were having a conversation about that. No, we did actually clean the tile, but whatever. Um, but it is like we've even gone to the point, and I, I'm OCD about that. I've already repainted the baseboards before they went on the market, yeah. touched up like the ceilings, like any kind of casing, because I'm a seven year old and I got two dogs. So um, you have to do that now to prepare your home landscape, like the little stuff. You have to go back to the basics of selling your house, make it location. You have to make it look pretty up front. You can't have trash in your front yard. And this um, is information that that realtors have to be conveying to their sellers for sure. because it's, it's a, it's a shift. It's a change and people are not, they, they are, everything happens later, right? It's like, we always talk about when rates go up or down, somebody will call and say, Hey, I heard rates went down today. And you're like, well, actually rates went down five days ago. <laughs> And now they're back up. Again. But they've got up the last two uh, weeks. So, yeah, no. And, and it's not, look. The, the, you always hear when they go down, never when they go up. The mechanic, the teacher, the plumber, the guy working at Lockheed, they're not paying attention to this stuff that we pay attention yeah. to every day. So it's not unreasonable for them to be behind on the news. But that's just how it works. Yeah. And so as a realtor and as a lender, you have to understand that. Yeah. And you have to constantly educate all of your people on a regular basis about, you know, that's, 
Like even leasebacks are gone. So yeah. like the here's those... the thing, and you, I want your opinion on this because you spend uh -huh. more time on social media than I do. Uh oh, I feel like that when I see on a regular basis lenders and realtors, and it's happening right now. The the posts that we're seeing are if you need to buy or sell your house, call me. Right here's my phone number. You should have stopped that four years ago, folks. Right, <laughs> that's not the post we want to do. Right, because do not put you have to sell your brain. You're yes. not selling the house. You're selling your intelligence, your knowledge of the industry, yes. your business. You're selling your brain. And if you're selling, call me to buy or sell your house because I'm a realtor. There's a hundred thousand other people out there. Absolutely. So too. people swipe. Right. They swipe past. So them. what kind of content should they be putting out? They should be putting out the goods, the bads, right? What the market's doing, where the market was, where the market is today, how to overcome the objectives. Again, take my pain points and everything we've dissected over 30 minutes and let your consumers and your content know. Right. We have to know the pain points of today because those pain points are so much different from June 30th of 2022. Correct. And we're only two and a half weeks later. Right. But it's a complete different pain point. It is sellers how to prepare to list your home, mm -hmm. buyers how to prepare to buy a home in a high, you know, high interest rate market, right. how to budget, get with a local lender. Don't use an online lender because they're not going to help with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just little tweaks to make it a first impression because now first impressions matter mm -hmm. um, that they didn't matter even six months ago. Right. And, you well, know, like what's the if you're if you're a buyer or seller and mm -hmm. you're thinking about buying or selling your home, yep. where number one, where's the first place you're going to go? Well, for me, it's research. of. OK, no, that's right. But where do you yeah. go to research stuff? It, it could be on any platform. Most of my consumers come from Instagram and YouTube. But what I'm saying is, is that if I'm if I'm if I'm just sitting here going, OK, I think I want to sell my house. OK, what is 90 percent of the people? What are those? What's the first thing they do? How to sell my home. How to where, prepare. Do, where do they look for that? Google. Google. Right? Yeah, it's the Google. Oracle. Come on. So we go to Google and we type in, in, what am I looking for? Or what am I trying to buy or sell? This so, is why you have to be on Google right. first YouTube. That's right. Because they link together. That's right. And yeah. so if I'm searching these kind of stuff, I'm not saying... Who's a good agent in my not anymore in my neighborhood to buy or sell from? That's not what I'm looking. That for. was so 2019. Right. What I'm looking for now is I'm looking for should I should I buy should yes. I sell? Where's the market? Going? How to prepare I'm asking to sell my questions? Home. Right. Yes. So if I'm asking questions, then as a content creator who's trying to get people to call me, to you should business, be doing the same thing. Answering those questions. Yes. Right? Absolutely. You should be, and that's where a lot of my original content and even my content today came from was. Hey, what are the top four myths about a VA loan, right? We know them, yeah. but when you look on Google and it will tell you, here's a percentage of each one of them, then maybe even as lenders, maybe some of our misconceptions and myths are a little bit different, mm -hmm. but that's what's being searched. Right. So today in July, 2022 search of how to sell your home, mm -hmm. it's going to give you the three to five things. Everything that we need to do on social media is the top three to five things. Right. No matter what, because consumers, for some reason, brain one and two is not long enough, mm -hmm. but past five, we're like, we gone, right. we out. Right. So three to five is a perfect bullet point. Mm -hmm. Top three things to prepare to sell your home in a, in a Is there a place that you like, I, I've looked at Google trends, but it's kind of hard to, I, I don't know how to use it correctly. Yeah. I've gone to it and looked at it to see what, you know, like what people are searching for. What do you use? Like, is there a tool that you use to see what people are actually searching for? Keywords everywhere keywords everywhere yes. is that a website it's a um, yeah it's like an ai tool that you can use and okay. it's like ten dollars for every like one hundred thousand hits all right and I'm it, type this in the thing keywords everywhere yes all right 
Don't forget this, Mike. <laughs> and it is. It will tell you, like, hey, are you searching for mortgages? And it'll say, hey, well, mortgages are being searched, but maybe USDA loans of mortgages are being searched. Okay. And so it's a great indicator. And this is kind of where it flows into YouTube mm -hmm. because YouTube is so dynamic on keywords. Right. And we'll get into that later since we're already at 30 minutes. Um, but it is so prevalent today to be able to just go to the Oracle and type in questions right. um, that your sellers, right? I tell all of my agents to get a book and write down every question buyers, sellers, lenders, title, warranty is asking, mm -hmm. go put it into Google and see what comes up. Right. Take your content from there and recreate it into your own version. Yeah. And that's even the higher level. I mean, I would say what you're telling people about writing their questions, just answer the question. Yep. Like to your knowledge, answer it. And then if you want to really get, you know, effective or granular, whatever you want to call it, then yeah, then go and look for specific questions of what they're asking and whatever. But yeah. I mean, a great place to start when you're posting content is just what did I get? What, who asked me what today? Absolutely. And how do I answer that? How would I answer it? And sometimes it's a two minute answer or one minute answer, but that's great. It doesn't matter. Cause that can go where it can go everywhere. Right. That's why I like keywords everywhere. Reels and all kinds of stuff that are short right. form content that you can do. It doesn't have to be a 45 minute YouTube video or podcast. You can literally answer a question. In one Absolutely. Minute, right. And everything, and and I think, and we talk about this every every time we we do this is I think lenders, agents, and really the industry, we consume more education in our brain daily right. than I think even doctors do, right. and teachers, yeah. right? Because they they do the same things over and over. We do to an extent, but when we're talking about fluctuation of market, and we have to talk about inflation, and we have to talk about budgeting, and then we have to talk about oh those interest rates and. Oh gosh, what's the feds doing today? And oh, Fauci is about to go. So is it is there another monkeypox coming? Like it all it is all an indicator of real estate. Right. So we have to consume so much content, but in a lifespan, one consumer buys two homes, three homes, maybe. Yeah, something like that. May, maybe three to four, and they forget it, right? Well, you can't. Um, this is something I tell my kids all the time when we talk about impressions that you make with people. Yeah. Is that um what you say and what you do or I should say what you say and what you're the, the message that you're trying to communicate, people don't remember, right? They don't. What they remember is they remember what you said or did and how it made you, how it made them feel yeah. like what they felt about it. Right. So if you posted something online one day about, you know, earnest money or whatever, and, and it was a real, and somebody saw it, are they going to remember everything that you put in there? No, probably not. Like no. they're not, but are they going to remember that Glenda knows what she's talking about? And this Absolutely. is a, this is a person I need to pay attention to from time to time. So then, when you come back into their life, whatever that may be on the next real ad, you see them at the grocery store, whatever. Absolutely. That's, that's the feeling they have because they don't remember what you said. I mean, look, sometimes it happens for sure, but look, we take in so much information on a day-to-day -day basis. Our brains can't handle it. So I can't. And lenders don't sleep from what I hear. Right. So I don't know about you. I don't sleep. I'm all this stuff is in my head. I mean, I can't remember <laughs> on the way here. Like I drove from my house to here. I don't remember what color cars I saw, how many cars no. I saw, if I saw a police. I don't remember any of that stuff because yeah. it's irrelevant in my life right now. It doesn't matter right? because I was going from point A to point B and everything that happened in between, it didn't matter. Right. But you have to understand that when you're communicating with people that it's not necessarily what you say, but again, it's how you make them feel. Yeah. Were you funny? Were you entertaining? Were you boring? Did you feel like you knew what you were talking about? Because that's what they hold on to and that's what they Absolutely. Remember. And so that's how, when you're creating content that you have to, those are the things you have to consider yeah. when you're trying to put it out there because it's if not you're like about, this and you're like, right. oh, do you want to buy a house today? Right. They're like, why the heck would I want to say that? But if you're upbeat, like that's why everything's kind of upbeat. And if you've got the same colors, like Mike has got his black and rose white, 
And it's all about branding and rebranding. I'm wearing blue today. And he's wearing like Blockbuster t-shirt. Bring back Blockbuster. Okay. <laughs> Netflix so and retro. your commercials, you can shove it. Bring me back some Blockbuster. There you go. But it is. It's all about branding and being in front of more people. Right. Um, I have a reel that I posted, I think, like three weeks ago. I was talking to someone yesterday. And it's just now taking off. Yeah, it takes time. And it's got like right at like 9,000 views. And it was talking about closing costs. If you want that video, let me know. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it, it's evergreen content, meaning it's going to stay on the platform and it could continue to grow the and information grow. information is applicable right. at any given time. But that do you want to buy or sell a home is gone tomorrow. Right. And it's really gone in about an hour from now. Yeah. And so if you have video content, mm -hmm. which is number one on every platform right now, your content is going to be consumed and seen by more people. Um, and like you said, it's just going to continue to put it in their feed of who you are, what you're about, and just growing the business. Well, and even, you know, um, we're going to finish doing this in probably about five minutes. I don't want to go more than about 45 minutes. Yep. We've got a long time. But, um, but while we've been doing this, we've had anywhere between one to six, seven people watching right. live, right? Right. So is seven people the end all be all of what we're trying to do? Of course not, right? That's not what we're trying to get no. at. But a couple of things happen from doing something like this. Number one is this is going to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube for an extended period of time. It's going to show up in people's feeds yep. and each platform, it might get a couple hundred, three or 400 views typically is what we see. Um, but then after we finish with this, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through and I'm going to cut out little parts of things that you said and things that I said that are applicable. Right. And we're going to take those little clips and we're going to post them in one or two minute digestible clips. Micro content. Right. On all kinds of different platforms in order yeah. to get the message out. Because now ultimately I'd like to drive people back and have them hear the whole conversation because I think right. there's a lot of good things that we talked about today. But even if it's just here's two seconds or, or one minute about what I think about interest rates or what I think about the housing market or whatever. Right. That's content that you and I can both use on our own platforms yeah. to get the word out and then try to drive back to the entire conversation. But right. the idea is that the expectation should not be that you and me and you, Glenda, are going to sit down here for 45 minutes and we're going to talk and that there's going to be thousands of people watching. No. Nobody cares about us. Right? No, they don't. <laughs> but the idea is that we can use this content. We can use this conversation that we had that we talk about all the time. Like yep. This isn't something we don't talk no, about. No, by the way, this is the normal conversation for Mike and I. That's so right. yeah, this is what we discussed. <laughs> So that's the type of stuff that that can get traction and get information out there because it's it's us being authentic. We're yeah. not scripting things. We're not, you know, putting together a, a plan. I mean, that stuff has its place as well. Don't get me wrong. But um, but this is easy. Right? right. This is really easy. We just right. sat down. We didn't have a plan other than we want to talk a little bit about you buying and selling your own yeah. house and what you're going through because people could relate. Um, but we didn't sit down here with the bullet points of questions on what we were going to discuss. We just started talking. Right. And now we can use this content of us having a conversation about relevant issues that people are going through and we can put it in other places. Right. Absolutely. Right? So I think it's um, I think it's one of those things that uh, that you just have to find. You and I talk about this a lot. You're really good at the reels, the Instagram posts, the, you know, the quick short stuff that is you're 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 posting a lot. Like you post a lot. Which is great. I don't. And yeah. but that's because I don't like I don't like to do that kind of stuff. And it's not right or wrong. It's just that my personal flavor, my personal taste. And is, that's okay. Right. It's long form content. And that's, that's right. fine. But I can take this long form content and I can turn it into short form content that I can use. Micro so everybody can have their own path Absolutely. to get to whatever they want to do, but you have to do something. 
and I think they overthink it, right? So agents, if you need a one-on-one, give me and Mike a call. We would love to sit down with you, but it's overthinking it. Yeah. Um, a lot of my agents, they when we get them started, they're like, I just don't understand. And then we end up whiteboarding it. They're like, oh, it's that easy? It's just a matter of just getting out and just getting started. Right. We're going to suck. We're going to embrace the suck, and we're just going to move forward because it doesn't need to be perfect. No. A client will see if you're perfect at everything. Right. They're going to know that you're that salesy person. But if you just have a raw conversation about a pain point, they're going to be intrigued. If someone pull them back, they're going to start telling their friends about it. That's where you start growing on social. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good solid 45 minutes we just did there. Glenn. That didn't feel like 45 minutes. Did I know. It it's been a couple of weeks. That's why. That's right. That's right. And we didn't necessarily talk about a whole bunch of granular social media stuff. We just had a conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, it's that easy. So, yes, I think it's pretty simple stuff. So, all right. We'll get back at this again next week. Um, thank you for the one person that said, like, hey, whoever you are, it's good seeing you there. Um, but uh, I'm sure we'll uh, revisit this. You'll see this pop up in a lot of other places because uh, we'll be robo-posting everything everywhere. Yep. And uh, we'll get back at it again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Glenda. Hope you can sell your house. <laughs> Hope you have a lot of buyers. The saga continues. Yes. Everybody else, it's going to be okay. We're going to come out of yes. this. Don't okay. freak out. It's going to be fine. Absolutely. Life's going to go on. Everybody just relax. Yep. Just relax. All right, see you guys. Peace.